0: There's no doubt that we need strong scientific research to keep moving our dairy sector forward. For many of the biggest challenges facing Kiwi dairy farmers, like methane emissions, nitrogen leaching, the labour shortage, herd reproduction rates and wintering, the answers lie in solid farm-tested research. So what are the big focus areas for DairyNZ's science team right now? What work is underway to give farmers the tools they need? And how do our scientists ensure that new solutions are actually going to work well on farm? Welcome to episode 48 of Talking Dairy, my name is Ben Chapman-Smith. Today you'll hear from DairyNZ's Bruce Thorold and Bridget McLean. Bruce is a strategy and investment leader and Bridget is our general manager of new systems and competitiveness. As well as answering the questions just raised, they'll talk about who's in the science team at DairyNZ, their proudest research achievements, and what kind of research projects they are most excited about. Just a quick note, if you're keen to hear more about DairyNZ's latest research to help dairy farmers, come along to an upcoming Farmers Forum. This year's Farmers Forum events have a strong science focus. The first one is in Karapiro, Waikato on Thursday, 27th of April, and the second is in Ashburton on Tuesday, 9th of May. You can register yourself and your farm team at dairynz.co.nz farmersforum and we'll put a link for that in the show notes. Welcome, Bridget and Bruce. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Tell us a bit about yourselves and your roles at DairyNZ.
1: Good morning, Ben. My name is Bruce Thorold. I'm the Strategy and Investment Leader at DairyNZ. I'm a career scientist by training. So in 1983, I started with the Ministry of Agriculture and Fisheries in Rotorua as the district scientist and started working on fertiliser requirements for pumice soils right back at the start of the development phase and the growth phase in the dairy sector. Uh, since then, I've uh, worked at Ag Research, I've worked in the sheep and beef sector at Futterfutter, done a whole lot of interesting work around Taupo when all that nitrate policy got in place there, uh, came to Dexel as it was then, and, and then Dairy and Zed worked through as the science leader of the farm systems research team, and then came into strategy and investment and kind of found my home there because I really uh, enjoy the long-term thinking and, mm-hmm. uh, and and the influence that we get at DairyNZ. And And my job, in a nutshell, is to take $20 million of farmers' money and working with our strategy and investment team and our science team and our board, invest it in ways that are going to make dairy farming competitive, responsible, and resilient in 10 to 20 years' time. Thanks, Bruce. Bridget?
2: Hi, Ben. I'm Bridget McLean. I'm the GM of New Systems and Competitiveness. So I'm in charge of our research teams and our research facilities. So our scientists, our modelers, our economists, our technicians, and our research staff right across uh, the country from Waikato, Canterbury, and Imbercargill. My background is quite different to Bruce's, uh, although we have worked together many times over the last few decades. (laughs) Uh, My parents, well, they grew up in... Gore and Dacre, and then I grew up in Tapora on the Kuiper Harbour. So from Southland to Northland, I'm always flying the flag for research in our regions. I've worked in research in... Oh, farmer cooperatives, multinational commercial companies, and I've even dabbled in regional government. So quite diverse, and I guess I see myself as a bit of a generalist. I know a little bit about a lot of topics. Uh, Most recently, I've had a decade at Fonterra, so I have a really deep interest in milk, (laughs) you know, milk characteristics, Mm. composition, the impact of what we do on farm, on milk and milk products, and a deep interest in the customers of New Zealand's milk.
0: Bruce, Dairy farmers are facing a number of challenges, both current ones and those coming down the line. What role does science have to play in providing farmers with solutions to those challenges?
1: In 40 years, Ben, I've seen the dairy sector and dairy farmers just continually face challenges. And every time we've had research to draw on and new research we can get underway that helps us address those challenges. Yeah, And, and sometimes they lead us um, into places where we have unexpected consequences. Yeah. You know, so if you think of two of the things we're working on now, around environmental issues, around nitrate leaching and, and methane, you know, the growth in the sector, which was enabled by economics and research, means that our footprint's gone up, you know, the scale of the sector. So so now we need to find solutions to those problems so, so we can keep on being successful and, and growing as a sector. So can you be a bit more specific? been in, in our research strategy, you know, which we've developed here at, at Dairy Z, you know, with external input and with the science team, we've got a number of hot topics where we think there are big gains that we need to make over the next decade to ensure that the sector is successful. Uh, so here's a couple of examples. Methane. You know, we, we've got to take a hold out of methane emissions, not just to be more efficient, but also to reduce our emissions. So a lot of investment going on now out of government and and agribusiness, the likes of uh, DSM, uh, in the technologies that we're going to need. But we're also investing as the sector, historically through the likes of PGGRC and and now through this new joint venture. So methane reduction technologies is a big need for the sector. And at Dairy NZ, our role and Bridget's team uh, have built and are continuing to build the capacity to do the farm systems work you know, so we can prove something works in a cow, but how do you make it work in our systems? And that's just a common theme through through all our research. So so methane's really important. Nitrogen leaching, we're probably twenty five years down the track now in helping to unravel that. So moving from understanding the problem, you know, in the, in the late nineties through pasture twenty one, where we developed solutions that took Thirty or forty percent out of nitrate leaching, and now work with plantain and Italian ryegrasses and, and and lower inputs. So down in Canterbury, we're setting up a farmlet system this uh, coming spring, which we reckon can take fifty to sixty percent out of nitrate leaching from already you know improved systems in Canterbury. So you know big, big gains possible. Uh, there's a there's a people challenge. Yeah, so uh, all over the world, our demographics is now going against us. You know, we're seeing low fertility rates in, in, in people. We're seeing an aging population all around the world. So ironically, in a world heading towards nine or ten billion people, uh, we're going to be short of people in the workforce. So how do we adapt as a sector which needs people, you know, on, on farms? So you know, a big effort going on in the research to change the job. You know, how do we use automation? How do we use new technology? How do we change the way we farm, you know, challenge our core beliefs to make jobs that are more attractive to people and, and, and are more efficient? You know, if you think back uh, 20 years time ago, once a day milking was regarded as something that lazy farmers do. And now well over half of farmers are using once a day or variable milking at different times. And it's only, it's only going to go one way. We've challenged the assumption that cows need to be milked twice a day all year to be high performing. So that's, uh, that's really exciting. And if you add in robotics and, and some of the cow herding technologies and the wearables that are going on, there's a heap of fascinating science to be done with farmers and agribusiness in this space. I can tell that even after 40 years, you're, you're still pretty pumped on this stuff, eh? Um, I, I love my job, Ben. It's the best job in Dairy Z. It could be the best job in the sector. So, you know, I get to be deeply involved with a whole passionate crew of, of scientists, and uh, and while I'm supposed to be doing strategy all the time, I do like a bit of detail. It's it's a great job, and because Darian Z has got farmers' money to invest, we can really influence what goes on. We can follow our priorities. We don't have to follow the kind of fashion of the day in, in terms of government or other science funding. And uh, I can tell you that makes a huge difference to our ability to build world-class teams of scientists and, and get the job done. Mm-hmm. Excellent,
0: Bridget. Tell us about the science team here at Dairy NZ. You know, farmers will know that we have smart people working here, but they might not know about the different skill sets and the different areas that our scientists are working in. What kind of people do we have working on behalf of dairy farmers? Also, who do you team up with or partner with outside of Dairy NZ to, to do this research?
2: Yeah, well... Uh, look, we've got a great team, and I'm actually going to challenge Bruce and say that I reckon I've got the best job in Derry NZ, if not the country, because I just get to work with such an amazing team, right from the kind of newbies, the students, the master's, PhD, postdoc uh, students coming through, really big brain and just amazingly passionate through to those that have been here 30, 25, 35 years. We've had two people, uh, celebrate 35 and 25 years respectively in, in the last month. And, you know, these, these people are highly skilled, knowledgeable. I guess what really, I think, really sets them apart from, yeah. the rest of the country is they're just so passionate and generous with their knowledge and always wanting to learn so i think amazing team but more specifically we do have teams of animal scientists we would expect that uh forage scientists social scientists and really importantly the farm systems experts that manage you know understand how we pull this all together many of these scientists are world renowned for their work particularly in these grazed pastoral systems again we really hold some of the the best Skill sets in the world in, in these areas. The other thing, and it sounds like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of showing off a little bit here, but this is this is uh, you know fact. We have world class facilities uh, at Scott and Life Farm. Our methane facilities are the largest, uh, you know, have the, the largest scope of any methane emissions research facilities in the world, and they enable us to do really important work effectively, looking particularly at how we get methane inhibitors to work in pastoral-based systems, in grazed pastoral-based systems. So, you know, amazing capability and amazing capacity to do really important research. Now, I think there was another question you asked there around partnerships. Well, this is tough stuff. This is These are challenging problems to solve, and we could never do this unless we were collaborating. These are problems that need the best brains all working together to solve. And so we do have some really important partnerships. Uh, We have commercial partnerships, for example, with methane inhibitor development companies. And these are, again, really close, important relationships as we try to tackle those challenges. And then we have long-standing and, and again, very important partnerships with other research providers and research teams. So Ag Research, obviously, very important um, partnership there. Fonterra, LIC, regional and central government partnerships. And finally, we have a network of research farms across the country, and we work in partnership there with farmer groups, just making sure that we've got really relevant research for the regions.
0: Because it must be important to be working together with these organisations to make sure that we're not doubling up on the research, right?
2: Yeah, and, and again, this is um, these are challenging problems. We don't want to be we don't want to be missing things here. We don't want gaps, but also, you know, money is scarce. <laughs> we don't want to be duplicating. Yeah. So we all kind of know our place and and we'll try and you know really use the skills in the right places.
0: Yeah. How do you make sure that the research you're doing is actually going to work well on farm?
2: Yeah, and then that is so important. And we have a mantra, which is that we are developing solutions that work, solutions that work on farm, solutions that work in New Zealand farm systems. And I feel like all our team, that's the kind of mantra that they carry around in their head every day when they come to work, solutions that work. We work a lot with farmers we're really well connected with farmers and with the sector. And you know, to be frank, many in our team are farmers or uh, farmers in their own right or you know, part of big family farming enterprises and also just really actively involved in rural life. And then the other part to that is that we just engage and involve farmers throughout the whole research process. So we involve farmers in the identification of the challenges that we're trying to solve through science. We then co-develop solutions and options with farmers. We then test solutions on commercial farms. And then right through this research process, we have a lot of farmer contribution and workshops and on governance groups helping us to make the right decisions. So we're always testing, is the work that we're doing relevant? Is it going to deliver solutions that'll work?
1: Can I just add something to what Bridget said, which I I agree with, farmers are key to this. And I really want to give a plug for our regional farming partners in in the space. So over the last decade, we've really strengthened the relationship and the capacity of local farmer-led research organisations in Northland at NDDT, Taranaki with the Dairy Trust Taranaki, and in Southland with the Southern Dairy Hub. So these are places where systems get tested out. The whole point Bridget was making about things working on farm, so we've got the luxury not just of having a commercial farm that tries something, but structured research in farm systems uh, in all of these uh, regions. And there's really strong farmer leadership of those organisations, which is great for us because it means that there are facilities and relevance driven by the farmers. And then we can supply investment uh, and we can supply technical capacity and some of the solutions to to test. It's a it's a great relationship, a great way of doing work. Mm.
0: Bruce, when you look back on your career at Dairy NZ, what research achievements are you
1: most proud of? Oh, get a comfortable seat, Ben. It's a long list. <laughs> we talked about nitrogen already. So, so I think if you look at where we've come from, you know, with 400 units of nitrogen fertilizer and the 1.75 tonne trial, the 1990s, you know, leaching about four times the base rate with no nitrogen fertilizer through the work we've then done since then to understand you know, how the nitrogen fluxes work and the importance of timing through the year and, and the role of urine patches. And then how through Pasture 21, we, we've managed those down, as I said before, yeah, you know, combination of input controls and, and off pasture facilities. And now the plantain and Italian ryegrass work adding on top of that. That's just a quantum shift downwards in the amount of nitrogen we leach for every kilo of milk solids we put out of the, of the gate. And, and to Bridget's point, you know, getting solutions, particularly these new forage based solutions that work on farm and don't require a huge CapEx investment in infrastructure. You know, they work in our systems, including the economic context of our systems, not just does this work physically. A second area that I'm really enthused about the progress we have made and, and the progress we've we've yet to make is around the genetics of fertility. Now, the first big piece of work I got t- tossed into, literally, with Chris Glassy and Kevin McDonald when I got here was the strain trial, which was a, a comparison of... Uh, New Zealand modern and historical and overseas genetics. And, and that showed up that the fertility predictions in breeding worth at the time were, were not particularly accurate. We're undercooking it. And for the last 20 years, we've been working to try and really unravel where that problem came from. You know, the pillars program brought together high and low fertility breeding value herds. And we saw again that the separation was greater than we expected. So we're still working to look at the use of better data collection, the use of new traits like puberty, and bringing all that through into a genomic system in ends at AEL. So my ambition is that we, we crack that before um, I go and find something else to do. And Ben, for me the, the third area, and, and again we we've, we've still had, we're not finished here yet, is forages. You know, Bridget said before, yeah, New Zealand systems are pasture-based. It's really us and the Irish and, and a bit of the Australians and the South Americans who are pasture-based. We have to solve our own problems here. So we can't rely just on maize breeding out of the, you know, the U.S. to keep our competitive advantage. So we, we're forage-based. We know that is the core of our competitiveness and, and increasingly, um, you know, in consumers, you know, the point that bread is made. You know, how do we, you know, we need to run systems which the people who buy our milk like and value. So, so forages is really important. And so we've been working on two main areas. One is around forage value. Yeah. So we needed to know whether we're making genetic gain in forages. Genetic gain is just so important, you know, as we've seen in animals. And we needed to replicate that performance in, in pastures. So for the last decade, we've, we've launched and been working on testing forage value. And if you've been reading Inside Dairy, you'll know that that didn't turn out the way we hoped. You know, so we expected to see some quite big differences in milk solids and profit between the high and low star cultivars, and, and we haven't seen that. So we really have to understand why. And when we understand why, we can fix it. And, and look really look to drive genetic gain through through forages, you know, in, into the next decade. Because there's a lot of plant breeders in other countries, you know, working on crops and, and driving competitive advantage. We've got to match that with forages, and, and we're the only ones who will provide us our own solutions.
2: Yeah, look, it's hard to single out one thing. That would be like having a favourite child, uh, Ben, which, you know, you can't have a, uh, a favourite. So I'm very excited about our regional research. How can we be internationally competitive, locally responsible and regionally resilient from Northland to Southland in such a changing climate and with changing customer expectations? I'm really excited about our, our research plans for better adapted pastures and forages for Northland. And then at the other end of the country, about our innovative wintering infrastructure research, where we've looked at some really interesting cow lying surfaces. But if I had to single out one area, our methane research, at Life Farm and the Waikato here. So, you know, we so urgently need these solutions to reduce methane emissions in our grazed pastoral uh, systems. And I think we really do have the team and the facilities to do that now. And so that's the most exciting thing Mm. for me at the moment.
0: A, A final question for both of you, and let's flip this around and look into the future now. What are you most excited about?
1: Yeah, Bridget talked about you know, how many of the staff here are involved in farming, and, I, and I'm one of those. You know, we have a family-owned, small family farming business uh, in, in the South Waikato. And so when I look at how we run that now, I reckon the most exciting thing that might be different in, in five to 10 years is the job. You know, how we use technology to make the job easier for people to do, less demanding in terms of hours, and how that allows us to manage our cows and our pastures better. You know, and I'm particularly thinking of some of the, you know, the wearables and the, the cow herding technologies that are, that are coming through. Uh, milking frequency we've talked about. You know, I, th- I think in a, in a decade's time, the way that we farm that farm and, and the way people go about their daily work could just be totally different. And that's just going to free up you know time to make the job more attractive, and give people time to make better quality decisions where the machines won't do the work for them. Cool. Bridget?
2: I reckon we are going to be providing solutions that are really nailing some of these extremely challenging and concerning stresses we have at the moment. I think we will be nailing methane emissions. I think we have amazing technologies and solutions that we're stacking together to really help us with. Other environmental challenges, such as nitrogen, you know, water quality, we will have tools and technologies that really will help farmers tick off some of their biggest worries at the moment.
0: That's awesome. Thanks, Bridget and Bruce. Uh, Any final thoughts from you before we sign off?
2: I really hope that we get as many pick farmers to the Farmers Forum that we've got coming up in April in the Waikato and in May in Ish Burden, just such a great opportunity to interact with the scientists, ask questions, just get right and immersed in the research that we're
1: doing. Just what Bridget said, you know, turn up, and we've only just scratched the surface here in terms of what we've talked about this morning. Our science teams are going to be there talking about the science they're doing. They just love to uh, have farmers turn up and grill them on what's going on. You know, them give them a hard time, really (laughs) challenge their thinking. Uh, that's much more useful to them than just telling them they're doing a good job. So turn up and, um, and ask some hard questions. Love it. Thank you very much, both of you. Thanks, Ben.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Talking Dairy. And just to reiterate that if you're keen to know more about Dairy NZ's latest research to help dairy farmers, get along to an upcoming Farmers Forum. This year's events have a strong science focus. The first one is in Karapiro, Waikato, Thursday, 27th of April, and the second is in Ashburton on Tuesday, 9th of May. Go to dairynz.co.nz forward slash farmers forum to register yourself and your farm teams. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. Catch you next time.